Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and welcome back to the podcast called Hope for Today. So today I hope to bring you some hope in reference to making decisions. I don't know about you, but lately I've had to make one after the other. Life has changed. Life is always changing. And I find myself so many times just yelling out to the Lord, help, I need to make a decision. You know, sometimes we are really faced with some tough decisions that we need to make. Um, The tough decision I might need to make, if you were to look at it, you might say to me, well, that's not a big deal. And I might say the same for you. But for where you are at in life and for what you have to go through in the journey that you're on, sometimes these things are just overwhelming. I find myself getting confused. I feel pressure. Um, I think I put pressure on myself. And then I feel other people put pressure on me. I get wound up. I get stressed out. Um, I become very distracted and very irritable. I, I can't think. I can't think. Because this thing is going through my head. I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision. And sometimes I find myself saying, I'm just done. Do you ever feel like that? I'm just done. I can't deal with this. I'm just done. I can't make a decision. I got my head spinning. I, I just can't think. So I want to share three verses with you that might kind of guide you a little bit. We're going to talk about the spiritual side of this, the practical side of this, and then bring it all together about what happens next. So in Psalm 46.10, it says, be still and know that I am God. Okay, we've heard that verse probably hundreds and thousands of times, and sometimes we don't even really take a grip on that verse to think about what it says. Be still and know that I am God. In Psalm 62.5, my soul wait in silence for God only. And then in Psalm 27.14, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. One thing I've learned over the past several months, and I am a very impatient person. I like instant. I like a microwave because I can throw my dinner in there and pop it out in two minutes. I like Pop-Tarts. You pop them in the toaster and they pop up like that. I don't want to have to wait. I like a fast food restaurant. You can go through the drive-thru and there's your food most times. Uh, Waiting for dinner to cook, a roast in the oven, and then you got to wait for other things. And, you know, we've become a world of instant. I want it now. And I'm right there. I totally get it. I am trained that way. My brain is trained that way. Life at work, most things at work, the, you know... The production needs to take place. We need to move forward. There's no time for sitting around. Keep moving, keep moving. But that's not what the Bible tells us. And learning how to wait is an art that most of us no longer comprehend, understand, and practice. Um, So if we were to look at these verses and we were to break them down. And so let's get spiritual for a moment, okay, which is really what we should be doing in the first place. But let's look at these verses. So the first thing I've learned from all of them is to be still. So in Psalm 46, 10, it says, be still. Um, in Psalm 62, 5, it says to wait. And in Psalm 27, 14, it says to wait. Now, the second thing I've pulled out of these verses in Psalm 46, 10, it says to know. I need to know. What do I need to know? I need to know that he is God. You know, if we, there's times in my life where I have been overwhelmed with stress to the point where I felt like 
I could feel my breathing change and I, I could feel the sweat. And, I, and I, I couldn't think past the next 30 seconds. And I've now put this verse, just the words, be still in different areas of my home where if I'm drinking coffee and that's the wall that I'm usually looking toward, then that's the wall I want to stare at um, and remind myself that says to be still and to know that I am God. Don't rush through that verse. Say it slowly. Let it sink in. Let it soak in. The other thing it says that we need to wait in silence. You know, so many things around us are distracting. We have text messages, whether you have it on silent mode or not, it's either ringing or it's buzzing. The computers are dinging, um, the TV's on, the music from your, you know, wherever is coming, however you have it playing through stereo here or there. You're in the car, you've got the hum of the tires, you've got your radio going. It's busy, it's busy, it's chatter, it's chatter. Everywhere you go, there's chatter and there's noise. And it says, my soul wait in silence for God only. We need to sit in silence. We need to be able to remove those distractions of the noise, the conversation, the people, whatever that might be, that you can have silence enough to hear the whisper of the Lord. I have never had the Lord shout at me. I've never had the Lord scream at me. I've never had the Lord talk loudly to me. Boldly, yes, but not loudly. But it's always been in a whisper, in a quiet moment where I went, aha, I got it. Another thing it says is that we need to be strong and courageous. Now, I am a strong woman. I My son will always say when there's things in life, his mom is a strong woman and she'll take it on and she'll deal with it, and then she crashes and burns at the end. And that's usually the case. I can't say I'm courageous. I probably, most times, would say I'm far from courageous. But if you listen to my podcast over the last two weeks, we were talking about the armor of God and knowing truth and having a helmet for protection and a shield for protection and a breastplate for protection and a belt for protection and shoes for protection and how the Bible tells us to put on the armor of God daily for what we are about to face, what we are about to come up against. And being courageous and strong, if you are full of armor and something comes at you, you are prepared. You were prepared mentally and physically because you have protected yourself. Just like we talked about last week about when a soldier is going off to war, what are some of the things that they are told how to be prepared mentally and physically? What do they need to do? When you are prepared in that sense, you are more courageous. You're more apt to say, I can do this. And the same thing with this, um, it says to be strong in Psalm 27 and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. The longer we commune with the Lord, we love the Lord, we study his word, we are um, in prayer with him in conversation. Take the word prayer out of it and just this chit-chat all day with the Lord. I am not one to sit down and pray for hours. That's just not who I am and how I've ever done it. I am continuously praying all, the, all day long. Somebody pops in my mind, 
I'm on my computer, take 30 seconds, and I pray right then and there. I don't wait till I go home to have my prayer time. I pray right then. But the more I do that, the more sensitive I am to God's leading. The more I, oh, I just, I feel like he's like kind of, oh, right there. Like I almost felt his presence right behind me saying, Lynn, do this right now. Lynn, I need you to do that. Lynn, it's okay. I got you covered. Those things can allow you to feel strong and courageous in the Lord, especially when you need to make decisions. You might not know the answers right now, but you know he's telling you it's going to be okay. And finally, we need to wait. He tells us to wait. He tells us in Psalm 46 to be still. He tells us in Psalm 62 to wait in silence. And he tells us in Psalm 27, be strong and courageous and wait on the Lord. So, okay, we've kind of talked about the spiritual side and that's all well and good. But there's many times the human side of me comes out and says, I am a human being. I made of flesh and blood. God has created us to be a human. He knows the personality, if you want to say, of a human being and how they react and how we think. And, and uh, we are not a spiritual being. We are not perfect. We are not God. We will trip and fall and we will make mistakes. And I will say that's okay in the sense that if you were walking close with the Lord, I would, let's compare it to this. If you're, when you were a little kid and you're walking with mom and dad, and you're holding daddy's hand and you're walking and you're walking through a pavement and you're holding daddy's hand and you feel strong and courageous because my daddy's holding my hand and you you feel protected and that's the way it should feel you should feel protected by your father or your mom or whoever's holding your hand and walking with you but as you're walking and there's a little pebble in the road or there's something there you might trip up a little bit and stumble a little bit what does what would dad do? I know with my kids they tripped. I oh I grabbed their hand a little tighter. You okay? Come on, I'll help you up. It's the same with the Lord as our heavenly Father. He is there guiding us and directing us, but we're human beings. We are going to stumble and we're going to trip and fall a little bit. But he's right there. If you're walking closely with him and you're depending on him and you're asking him, Lord, every day guide and direct my steps. You're going to trip and fall and he's right there to grab that hand. It's okay, Lynn. I got you. I got you. And you can feel strong and courageous. I've got you. It's okay. It was just a little stumble. You're good. We're a human being and the Lord knows this. He's not expecting us to be perfect. That is not what we're made to be. We are to grow more into being like him, but we are not perfect human beings. So from the spiritual side to the practical side again talking person to person human to human here i'd say there's five tips that i would give somebody if we were chatting one-on-one -on -one here so my first one would be don't let it stress you out i know it's easier said than done when i am the one in it and someone's giving me advice it's like listen if you were in my shoes you would really understand I get that. But I also have found for myself, when I can, and things are stressing me out, I need to, I'll use this word because of, it makes sense. People will say, I need to zen. I need to, you know, bring it down. Okay. What can you do? I find listening to praise and worship music many times will just sort of calm my spirit. 
Maybe just taking a walk. Walk it off. Just keep walking until you're out of breath, your feet hurt, you've cleared your mind. Fresh air can do a lot for us. Sometimes exercise. I know, you know what? Exercise? Yeah, exercise. Just using that energy, moving that body, just building up a sweat. You, you need to physically do something to relieve the pressure of the stress that you're under. For me, I need to keep my hands busy somehow. I need By keeping my hands busy, my mind stays busy. I need not to focus on the issue, but I need to relieve the stress. Does that make sense? I need to get that distraction of the busyness of the problem out of my mind and relieve the pressure, relieve the stress so that I can move forward. I need to be able to breathe is basically what I need to do. So by listening to Praise and Worship, I heard somebody, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago and she said she's a, um, a widower and she has health issues, she's on disability. Kind of one of those things where you look at somebody and you think, how do they go through life with all that they have on their plate? And she said, since my husband has died, there's many days that I'm depressed. And she said, I put on the armor in the morning and somebody just seems to know that one piece I forgot and they're at it and they're at me and I just find I'm in this bad state of mind. And she said, she will pick up the Bible and she will start reading that Bible. And she said, some days it's a one chapter day. And she says, other days it's a 12 chapter day. And I thought, what does that mean? She said, I will read until... I'm okay. And she said, I will, some days I can read a chapter and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And she's got the stress level down. Other days, she has to read 12 chapters before she can finally say she's okay. So whatever it takes for you. The next thing I'd say, um, allow yourself time to process what's going on. What's happening? Life is changing every moment of every day. And some of you are going through traumatic stress and some might be little stresses, but sometimes the little stresses can actually be worse because you feel like there's these gnats flying all over and you can't focus. But either way, you need to allow yourself to process. It's a curveball. You've been, whoa, where did that come from? What happened? All of a sudden I've got this going, I, I, I don't understand. So allow yourself, give yourself time to process. Now, if you've done your exercise or you're reading the Bible, you're listening to praise and worship, you went for a walk and all of that, by relieving the stress will also help you to be able to process what's going on. Number three, I'm a list maker. Some people are list makers and some are not. I find for myself, I... I get a kick out of, I make my list and I cross things off. I love doing that. But even if you're not a list maker, I think it helps you think out loud when you write things down. There's one thing about making a list in your head and you can go, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. But if you write it down, there's something about that process of actually physically writing it down. Write down the pros and cons, write down each side of whatever this decision might be. Let's say you're going to move and you really feel that this is the right thing and, and now you've been forced with the decision. I have to make a decision in the next two months. I've, I've got to make a decision if I'm going there or not. I've been offered a job. I've been offered a new place, whatever. And you're confused and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out about this. Okay, first of all, you can go for a walk. You've got the time. Breathe. Listen to some praise and worship. 
read scripture and so on. Allow yourself to process this curveball. You weren't planning on moving for two years and now you only have two months. Okay, you can do this. Start writing down, okay, what's the pros and what's the cons? What do we, what do we need to look at? How will this affect my life and so on? Write it down, make a list. Step four, I would say, I learned this many years ago. The decision I make today, how will that affect me in 10 years? Where will I be in 10 years? I just taught a group of students for a ministry that I started a couple of years ago. It's a mentoring group for teen girls. And I was sharing a devotion with them. And I said, listen, decisions you make, you need to think about where will you be in 10 years? Now, for those of us that are older, 10 years we know goes like that. It goes quick. One of the girls there was around 12 years old. And I said to her, in 10 years, you're going to be 22 years old. You could be married and have children. And she looked at me. Now, she's only 12. So for her to even picture 10 years from now being married and children blew her mind. There was a girl there that was 18. And I told her, you'll be 28 in 10 years. You might be married and have three children and have a career and have who knows what going on. In 10 years, you'll be 28 years old, pushing 30. Life will be very different than when you were 18. You know, you just don't realize the decisions you make and how that will affect you. I even brought it down to them that when you're 12 and 14 years old and, you know, this guy is telling you he loves you and he wants to be with you and you make a bad choice at 12 or 14 years old and end up with a child that you didn't expect, how will that affect you when you're 22 and 24 years old? Because of a choice you made, now at 24 years old, you have a child that's 10 years old. And it made them stop and think. So the decisions you're going to make, you want to also think about how will that affect your future. Okay, step five, I need to talk. We are, we are again, human beings. We need to talk things out. Sometimes you talk to yourself and you find that it helps clear the brain. I would recommend you find someone you trust. If it's your spouse or a parent, a guardian, it could be someone in your church, your pastor, someone that you fully trust with this information. Help me, help me think. Let me just, just ask them to sit quiet for a moment. But let me, let me tell you what's going on. And here's how I need you to help me. I need help. That's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing to ask for help. And probably I would suggest you start this conversation off in prayer that the Lord is there with you and he is guiding and directing the other person to give you the right information and wisdom that you need. To make a wise decision, look in Psalm 25, 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose or go. We shouldn't be frightened of the Lord and that type of fearful, but that fear of respect. He is the almighty God. He is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's my personal savior. He's my heavenly father and he's my best friend. I take that seriously. When I say he's my heavenly father, I say that with all due respect. When I say he's my best friend, I don't treat him like he's one of the people I work with, my coworker who might be a best friend. He's my heavenly father, but he is the Lord of my life. I have a healthy fear, a healthy respect for him. So when I hear his voice, I want to listen. 
So you say, now what? All right, you've given me the spiritual side. You give me the practical side. Help, I need to make a decision. How? Wh what does all this mean? I think the first thing that many times we don't do because we're caught up in it is we don't recognize, Lynn Wilson, you need to make a decision. Recognize that you need to make one. Number two, pray. Pray and pray. You need to go before the Lord and lay it all out there. Lord, this is what's going on. We need to remember he's already passed whatever that decision is you need to make and in the future and knows what's going to happen and knows what is best for you. Number three, we need to breathe. Physically, don't just say it. Breathe in, take a deep breath and let it out slowly. It will calm your body down. Then maybe review the five tips. Talking to a friend, making a list, relieving that stress, all those things. Go through that list and just maybe work through that. Number five, make sure you're reading the Word of God. Refer to the verses maybe that I've given you. Maybe go to Scripture and find other verses that will suit where you're at right now and the decisions that you need to make. Anytime that you base your lifelong decisions on the Word of God and what Scripture tells you and what the Lord is leading, you can't go wrong. If it is what God is directing clearly, and you know it's from his word, and you know it's what he's telling you, you cannot make the wrong decisions. You might have made the right decision, and then after the decision, you've allowed things to sort of fall by the wayside, and then you say, well, see that? The Lord wasn't in it. No, 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 no. The Lord has instructed you what to do. You need to carry that through completely as he guides and directs you. One of the things I found for myself is... I need to daily pray, daily read, daily, my thoughts need to continuously be on the Lord. The times in my life where I am the most stressed are the times that I would have to say I am the least um, focused on the Lord. And I get it. Life happens. You get up, the alarm didn't go off, you're rushing to work. You know, you forgot to get breakfast or you stopped for coffee and it made you late and you walk in and someone yells at you and the phone started ringing before you were even organized at your desk. And then you run home, you got to throw dinner on and somebody needs to go somewhere. The phone rings again. Somebody at church needs help and you run and run and run. The end of the day comes. You're so stressed out. Oh, man, I still have to make that decision. I can't think. There was nothing in your day that was the Lord. The Lord doesn't tell us that we have to have a certain place to read his word or a certain place to, to pray. You can be driving in your car with your eyes wide open and watching the stop signs and the red lights and all that other stuff. And you can be talking. If you ever pull up next to me at a red light and you see me talking, it's probably because I'm praying. That's an okay thing. Keep the Lord in your life. The more you pray, the more you read, the more you commune with the Lord, I don't even have to think twice when I say, Lord, what do you think? I hear it right then. Now, what do you what do you do when, okay, Lynn, you've told me all these great things, but there are times when I need to make a decision right now. Let's go. I got You need a decision. It's like this. It's an emergency. You don't have time to put out these five points and read all the scripture and, and meditate and, and focus on this and that. I need a decision now. Listen, the Lord, again, knows this. He knows the exact situation you're in. He's past it. 
He's in the future. He knows what you need. Just like now, if I were to call my dad, Dad, I need I, 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 I need help. I need help right, right now, Lord. And I shout out to my dad, Dad, I need help. What do you need? Right then. He's on it. Same thing. If you're in a situation where you need a quick decision, the Lord knows that. He knows you don't have time to do all these other things. Just shout out. Simple. Lord, I need help. Just shout it out. What do I do? Lord, I need... I need Now, if you have been walking with him, you're going to be very sensitive to hearing what he has to say. If your life has been over there and you've walked away from the Lord, you have to admit you've not been growing, hearing him might be a little bit tougher because you just don't have good hearing between you and him. He's talking, but you've got a lot of stuff between you and him, a lot of distractions, a lot of junk and everything else. But honestly, just like if you were to call your parent or you'd call a loved one, you'd call your best friend and say, hey, I need help. What do you need? The Lord is right there waiting for us. It's not like he's going to say, hmm, you need an answer? Well, I don't know if I want to tell you. I'm going to just hang on and let you squirm a little bit. That's not what the Lord wants. He loves us. He died for us on the cross. If he loved us enough to do that and to give his only son that we could spend eternity with him, why would he withhold any information and wisdom that you need? He even says in the Bible, if you lack wisdom, ask. If you need to make a decision, ask for wisdom. So let's go back to our three verses, our four verses. Psalm 46:10, be still. Just that. Be still and know that I am God. He's in control. He is the ultimate answer to everything. In Psalm 62, 5, my soul wait in silence for God only, only God. Don't be listening to those people that can influence you in the wrong way. I know over the years when I was younger, you know, you need to make a decision and you look at this group of people and that group of people. And I'm thinking, well, those group of people are probably where I want to be. So I'll ask them for advice. But you know that those group of people are probably going to give you the advice that the Lord would want you to know. And you kind of lean this way. No, 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 no. Wait in silence for God only. If it's not God ordained, don't do it. Psalm 27, 14, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. In Psalm 25, 12, who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. Listen, he tells us to be still. He tells us to listen. He tells us to be strong. He tells us to be courageous. He tells us to fear the Lord. He tells us to know that he is God. He tells us to sit in silence for God only. He tells us he will instruct us. You have a decision to make? Bring it before the throne. Boldly go before the throne. Lord, I need to make a decision. I need wisdom and I need help and I need it today. I want to thank you for coming by today. I want to remind you that if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, none of this will even matter. You need to start at the baseline and that's having the Lord in your life. But once he's in your life, it's a daily walk. You don't wake up every day and say, okay, I don't need to eat today. I don't need to get dressed today. I don't need to do anything today because I did it yesterday. 
All those things you did yesterday were yesterday. Today, fresh start. His mercies are new every morning and his faithfulness is there for you every day. You get up, you need to be in the word, you need to be praying, you need to be meditating on the Lord, worshiping in the Lord, and having a relationship with the Lord so that when tough times comes and you see help, I need to make a decision, you know right what to do. Lord, you and I need to talk right now. I have a decision to make. I have time. I can think about it. I can pray about it. Lord, I need a decision now. And you yell out and you shout out, Lord, I need it now. He'll be there for you. I promise you. Thanks so much for coming by and we'll catch you next week on the next podcast.